Kia ora, I'm Erin Keem and you're listening to Conversations About Closets with my closest thousand friends. I started this project to get me through a gloomy Seattle winter, which was hitting me hard. The thing is, I love women. Why not showcase them? Why not call women I've never met, have our first conversation, record it and turn it into a podcast? So that's what I did. I didn't edit, I still don't. Some days I'm on fire, some days not so much, and sometimes I even forgot to ask questions about closets. But all my guests are amazing. Listen up, get to know them, you'll be glad you did. If you want to be a guest on my show, go to erinkeem.com. I'd love to meet you. Aroha for listening, here's today's episode. Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being available. I can't wait to talk to you. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. Now, would you do me a huge favor and introduce yourself because I'm always terrified I'm going to pronounce your name wrong. Well, my name is Devaney Boyle and I am a coach for Gen X women who are trying to figure out what is next for them and how to do it. I love that. I think I come under Gen X. What is the age range for that now? Or or what are the years? It's from 1980 to, well, 1965 to 1980, thereabouts. There are lots of different um, versions of it, but that's generally what it is. And it's about 40 to 55 years old currently. I I completely slide in under that. Do you really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I stand up proudly saying Gen X. Beautiful. So may I ask, are you also Gen X? I am. I am three quarters of the way in. Oh, I love it, which means you're only halfway there. Exactly. So what drew you to coach uh, women like me? Well, I saw the struggle firsthand, having been an executive for a long period of time and you know, sometimes you just fall into things um, or you choose something early on and then it ceases to fit what you still want to do because you change over the years. And what I found was we have so much fear of making the wrong decision as grown up women that we don't do anything. And then we get stuck in indecision and stuck in doubt and we just don't want to make a mistake and we don't want to upset the apple cart. We're afraid of making um, a difficulty for our families or whatever. And so we don't do anything. And the outcome of not doing anything is feeling sad and disappointed and a little bit resentful sometimes. And I felt that in myself and I thought there is gotta be a better way. And this one part of my job, I did human resources. This one part of my job where I help people see the next thing is the thing I wanna do for the rest of my life. Oh, I love that. So for me, a lot of it is second guessing. I will second guess myself all the time instead of listening to my gut and listening to my intuition. Mm -hmm. So having somebody like you to talk to, to actually speak your, uh, you know, I get a reality check, I call it. I I call my sister and get a reality check. (laughs) So so that is what you offer people. um, That is absolutely what it is. And the other part of it, I mean, my husband called it serial second guessing. That's what I was. But isn't that great? 
<laughs> for, a minute, for a minute there, I thought you were talking about like honey puffs or cornflakes, but you mean continually. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can, don't just do it once. You do it over and over and over. Um, the other part a coach can really help you with is figuring out what you want, because I think after uh, many years of being on this earth, and by the time you're 40, 50 years old, you have been taking care of a lot of people, either your job or your family or what have you. And you kind of begin to forget what you actually like. And a coach can help you figure out what I like. It's kind of like um, an emotional dressing room. So you try on different things, you see if they fit, if they fit great, if they don't, um, you let them go and you move on. And having the ability to try on a different mindset is what is going to make you finally find the thing that makes you look wonderful, feel wonderful, and you know, be in this perfect life. I didn't think we'd get into clothing that fast. Good grief. That is the most wonderful analogy for what I do as well. Thank you so much for segueing into that. You are welcome. <laughs> but I love that. Trying, trying parts of yourself on, trying lives on, trying dreams and goals on just like you would try on clothes in a dressing room. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't it? It is. And we often don't do it because we just don't see it. And I think to borrow from your what you do with clothes, I mean, you can get a closet full of things you never wear anymore and they don't fit you or your personality anymore. And that is the same with our minds. Our minds get cluttered with ideas and thoughts and beliefs that we don't use anymore or need to wear anymore and that don't make us look or feel fabulous. So you not only help with finding the perfect fit, you're like a, a coaching version of a Nordstrom stylist yeah. who will find you the right clothes <laughs> and tell you the truth when you look in the mirror. Uh, you, you also, um, wow, I just lost my train of thought for a minute, which is hilarious because I was picturing you in a, in a Nordstrom dressing room, which made me think about Nordstrom dressing room. So there was a segue, mm -hmm. uh, but you also declutter. There you go. I knew I'd come back round. Declutter, right. Uh, um, hormones, honey, hormones. So you declutter, <laughs> you declutter their minds, you declutter their lives and you help them declutter their, 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 so that they can really hone in and create space in their metaphysical wardrobe that is exactly it so it's just like you declutter your home and you take everything out let's say you're going to declutter your kitchen you take everything out of your drawers and you figure out i only need two spoons and three bowls it's the same thing with your mind you take everything out of your mind we look at it together we figure out what to keep what not to keep and what new things you might want to start putting in there and go from there with a cleaner more useful mindset and you also help them become the woman they want to be because when we declutter, we leave room for new clothing. And when we interview, like you and I both do deep listening, when we interview our clients and find out who they help them reconnect with who they truly are and who they want to be and help them transform, new clothes come into their life, new behaviors, new attitudes, new actions. But you are helping them move towards, you're helping them install what they need in order to become the woman they want to be. Absolutely. And like you, I mean, you're looking for what's your priority? Like what kind of career are you looking to do? And what are you hoping to show up as? I'm kind of looking the same at, from a different angle towards the same goal. So what are your priorities in life? Like what is it that you want to have in your life? What are these things that are 
going to make going to make your life be what you want it to be. So do you need more connection? Do you need more financial stability? Do you need more joy or creativity? What are those things? And then we design a, a life that makes sure that those priorities are front and center. And how I link it to what you're doing is that you, like, for example, there are so many of us that are working from home right now. And we want to look professional, but we also want to be comfortable. So looking at those priorities, you can create a, a closet or a wardrobe that would fit those needs. You would make an amazing stylist, by the way, if you ever decide <laughs> to jump the fence over to my side. You know, um, <laughs> you've got a natural innate ability. It's about creating an identity. It's about who are you and who you aren't. Mm-hmm and then stepping into that role and playing on a bigger stage because we still do have half our lives left. I mean, we're going to live till our 80s, 90s. I mean, my grandmother's 99. Exactly. So we've got time. Lots of it. Lots of it. In fact, I was doing an exercise. I was preparing a, a, I called it the sticky life map exercise. And it was for my clients. And what I had them do was uh, make a sticky note timeline with the highlights, the lowlights, and the learnings from each decade. And then I had them go all the way to 100. So obviously you stop at some point, and then you know that in the future, you're going to have highlights, lowlights, and learnings. But because we're becoming more intentional about the future, you can begin to set it up in the way that you want it to be rather than just being reactionary and taking whatever comes your way. So if you want to feel more connection in your life, what do you need to do to get there? If you want to feel more health in your life, what do you need to do when you get there? And you know that there are going to be sad moments because by the time you hit 99 on 100, where there will be losses, but you also get to decide ahead of time how you want to be able to weather those losses and deal with them with more resilience. Oh, I'm imagining a row of sticky notes as you were talking. I was imagining mine going back all, all the way and then carrying forward to 100. It's a powerful exercise and to see it out there. And I, what I like about it is it's very experiential. And as you keep mulling over it, you can add and delete. And I have it on all over the wall of my office right now so that I could set it up properly. It's very visual. Mm. I'm looking at a blank space of, uh, of my wall at the moment, imagining it covered in sticky notes. Um, you mentioned back, I'm just going to circle back to, well, I want to know about the sticky notes of your closet. Like when you look back over the last over the last few decades and you're looking forward to the next few decades, what were some of the highlights of your clothing over the last few decades? Hmm. Some, of the outfits, some of the outfits that really stood out. Well, let's see. I have a massive collection of A-line dresses with big pockets. <laughs> and I used those for years and years and years. That was, if you were to ask anyone in my former career what they remember about me with my clothing, it was pretty A-line dresses that are comfortable to wear with big pockets. And I used them because I was always trying to keep things together and I was running around all the time. And we had a big campus downtown, but it was also because I was a mom and not that I'm not a mom now, I'm still a mom, but I was a mom at, 
and I was busy. I was so busy and it was really easy to get dressed and I could look great quickly. I was thinking about being mom. You mentioned earlier, I'm just going to circle back to um, resentment for for women who are in their 40s and 50s. You alluded to the fact that, you know, you were busy. A lot of your life was taken up with other people. Do you find that some of your clients are coming to you acknowledging the fact that they have given away so much of their time to others? I don't feel... That I don't feel that my clients are coming to me and feeling bad about the past, like how much, maybe that they didn't follow all their dreams or didn't take risks, but they, with their families, they didn't feel that way. I think more they felt that they, they were afraid and they held themselves back too long. I think that was more of what it turned out to be for them. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't think I quite framed that right. I know so many amazing women in my life who are parents and who are mothers. And, you know, I was speaking to one yesterday who just, she is phenomenal in the way that she shows up for her family. And in her case, I think her self-care slips a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. That so, is huge. That's yeah. true. She's a bit younger. She's a bit younger than us, and her kids are still, you know, under under twelve. But um, she was saying yesterday, she just if she could just find a room with a door that she could shut, <laughs> just for a few minutes. But well, I'm lucky enough to have two kids that have. I've been parenting for a very long time. I have a 27 year old and an 11 year old, so I've been parenting my entire adult life. Wow. So how did you, please forgive me if I asked you this because I'm so, I was listening so deeply. How did you segue into doing this? Into coaching? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I learned about coaching in 2000, the year 2000, when the dot-com burst happened and I had worked for an internet delivery company that predated Amazon. And when that collapsed, let's just, let's just take a minute there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a predated Amazon, gosh. Okay. Please it was continue. called Cosmo.com. And that's where I got my career start in human resources. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm, I think I'm off the, so then, oh, in 2000, so that everything collapsed and I was offered a chance for retraining and I was too afraid. I wanted to do coaching, but it was such a new career. I, I was afraid that that might not support me. And at the point, that point I was a single mom. So I didn't do it. And then fast forward, I had a baby when I was 40. And when I was 40, I immediately, I could see that there was something more that I wanted to do. And so a couple years after she was born, I went back to school um, while I continued to work to get my certification from the International Coaching Federation. And then I just kept working on it for the last, I finally certified in 2012. And since then, I add, I'm a Brene Brown facilitator. So I said, I did some work there. And then I learned something else that I wanted to add to it. And I added the, some life coach skills from the life coach school. And I just kept building, building, building. And it wasn't until 2019 that I had 
the impetus to finally leave. And I thought, if not now, it was actually a year that was very, very difficult for me and for my family. There were some big losses. And I just thought, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? This is it. This is my life. This is my only life. And I'm going to do this. And you are. May I ask about your the sticky notes on your walls? What's on some of your sticky notes if it's not too personal? Sure. Let's see. Um, what do I have on there? There's some, you know, there are lots of things. When I was a kid, my parents got divorced. That was kind of hard. But I got to become a very resilient kid. I became a resilient kid. I uh, had a Me Too movement when I was in my 20s. And that led me to women's studies. And I became an active feminist. I had, uh, so the, the feminism and the active uh, going to Women's Today's courses, those were on there as a positive. So they kind of balanced each other out. I worked on a fishing boat. That was exciting, but it was <laughs> <also> kind of hard. <laughs> I got, I had a child when I was 25 as a single mom. That was hard, but then I got counseling and I became a really good mom and I worked on my mind. So I, I, there were the positives and negatives that happened all along the way. I, and it, putting it out in a big visual way, you can see that there is just 50-50. There's 50% great and 50% bad in any of our lives. And it's what you do with it that makes the difference. And so I saw these skills that I had and these um, values and these attributes, and they all came from the mix. What's on some of your sticky notes for the future? Oh, that's a good question. I have a connection, community, time, love, and learning. I have some more too, but I can't see them all. Do you have any, do you have any milestones that you put in there? Like things you, want to do in, and things you want to do in one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, or is that not how the sticky notes work? Those, I've got some work to do for the future because I kind of stopped to think about that. My coaching business, I want that to really grow. So I want it to be very successful and I want it to have legs so that I can pass it on and it doesn't just discontinue and I stop working on it. So that's definitely a milestone. And I want to be a really great grandmother. And so that is, I will have to build out some time and uh, actions that I would take to make sure that that happened when the time comes when I am a grandmother because my, my daughter's not married yet. She will be soon though. Really? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Is the wedding far away? Well, it was supposed to be this summer. Oh, what was I thinking? Of course. <laughs> I've had a friend who's had to cancel hers twice. I'm so sorry. That was, That's okay. Your, That's poor, okay. your poor daughter, how... You, so she's she had to postpone, right? She postponed, and she and her fiance they live in Los Angeles. They both have careers down there. Oh, oh! So, so it's all it's completely up in the air at the moment. Yes, it's up in the air, but at some point, um, they keep on shifting it and adjusting, just like everybody else. So I yeah. think it's all it's all working out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, things always do. What color are your sticky notes? Let's, well, they weren't intentional. I stole them from my 11-year-old's office. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I've got green headers for the decades and the, the learnings, and I've got purple for the the negative ones. They're not negatives. They're just the, the more difficult ones. Yellow for the bright, positive ones. And then <gasps> I have I have had a yet – I wanted to see where my career was, too, and so I have red sticky notes that kind of highlight – they're like – I don't know, guideposts for how my career was progressing in that. So it started with being a babysitter um, through all the different careers I had for the last 50 years. I've got to most ask, I mean, that sounds absolutely stunning. I can picture it. And I'm I'm, I'm obviously going to put in a order to um, Office Depot after this for um, a whole range <laughs> of sticky notes. <laughs> I forgot one of the most important questions. How can people find you? How can women who are, who are Gen X find you? Oh, thank I, you. I... Thanks for asking. Well, I uh, I have a website. It's www.devanyboyle.com. And I am also on LinkedIn. You can find me there under Devany Boyle. And since my name is so unique, it's you're bound to found, bound to find me. Thank you. I was going to ask you to spell it, to be honest. Oh, sure. It's D-E-V, as in Victor, O-N-Y-B-O-Y-L-E. Two more questions. One, what clothing do you think you're going to be wearing in the future? For example, when you're a grandmother, though I'm kind of guessing that's going to be easy to get around in. But do you have any clothing highlights coming up on your sticky notes? For example, accepting accepting an award or a TED Talk. Mm. Well, I think that I want to be classy and comfortable. I think so. Some of my favorite pants now, if I'm not being honest about wearing sweatpants underneath my pretty tops, um, I love a good spandex pant. Oh my God, a really pretty, nice spandex pant. And I don't feel like I would do a TED talk or an award in something super fancy unless I did have a pretty A line dress. But um, with pockets, with, with pockets. pockets, I would even have pockets standing there. Yes, but I think that comfort is a highlight for me, and I believe that women should be comfortable and beautiful. We are, we all are beautiful and absolutely to the comfort. May I ask one last question? What drew you to Brene Brown? Shame. <laughs> wow. Shame. Oh. Oh, we could talk about that for hours, but I don't think I'll record that conversation. No, but wow. but I had a lot of things to let go of and learn about and move forward. And so it really was The Gifts of Imperfection, that book, which, by the way, I'm doing a workshop on in January, uh, an art and coaching workshop on that topic and book. But the the, the this book was transformational. And then once I learned that you qualified to be part of her community if you were a coach. I was immediately on it and I signed up and have done all the different work with her and I'm so proud of that. Yeah, you should be. Um, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, we don't know each other that well. We've only messaged each other occasionally through um, a mutual networking group we belong to. So this is the first uh, conversation I feel we really had and it was an honor and a privilege as always um, I hope you I just wanted to say thank you very much for being on the show thank you so much I really appreciate it and I had such a good time talking with you
Yeah. Really? That's yeah. so kind of you to say so. Here's to abolishing shame and second guessing. If you're Gen X and you are doing either of that, please, please go find this woman immediately. Aroha. Bye. Bye.